You're listening to Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast of Chicago Heroes, network TV's number one drama. Chicago Heroes is definitely a real TV show, but you won't find it in any TV guide. And if you don't watch it, that's that's your your problem. And now, please remove your headphones and stand for the National Anthem. Oh, I pledge allegiance to the... Oh, oh, come on. I'm sorry. I screwed that up. All right. I oh, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Fuck, Ben! I'm so Okay. Wait, wait, wait. All right. Oh, oh say can you see... By the dawn's early light, what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star-spangled banner yet Listening to the Hamilton Hour, the first, best, and only podcast that is all Hamilton all the time. This is our special Fourth of July 24 hour mega, mega, mega sode. We have a lot of special guests today. Uh, we have Lynn Manuel Miranda, Barack Obama, the guy who played Aaron Burr in the Got Milk no. commercial. Hey, 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 hey. Um, I just checked the schedule that that is not, we're not doing the Hamilton Hour right now. We're supposed to be recording Please Save Me. Uh, Ooh, sorry, guys. Boy. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. That's our other podcast. You gotta take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay the fuck down. Nobody. I mean, nobody puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. May the 4th be with you, hero heads. July 4th, that is. The day that we celebrate our nation's great moment of independence. Or, uh... You may be listening internationally. You might be anywhere in the world, or dare I say, if we are eons into the future, the universe, in which case it is not your nation, it is mine. But in any case, celebrate with us, uh, have a cool, have a nice cold brew, uh, set off a firework, wave a flag, and say the Pledge of Allegiance because it is the 4th of July. I am your host, Ben Flores, and I will now introduce you to my 
co-host. Hi, it's me, Sarah. Have a kick-ass summer. Stay sweet, cool for the summer. Uh, crack open an ice cold brew and chug it with your friends and have a holly jolly hot dog. As always, uh, if you keg stand for the national anthem, that does not count as standing. So please don't try it. Yeah. Do you think anybody could totally keg stand for the entire national anthem? Uh, absolutely. A, a bro wearing a pair of uh, chubbies. Chubbies. A bro, a bro wearing a pair of chubbies. And uh-huh. a Vineyard Vines polo and a, um, a, a pair of boots from L.L. Bean. All artifacts from which the American bro draws his strength. Mmm, yum, yum, yum. Chug that beer, baby. I am interested in what you have to say. And if you ever want to take an American bro's strength from him, sneak up behind him and take a pair of scissors and cut his croakies. <laughs> yeah, or tell him that if you don't have a pair of scissors, just tell him that Dave Matthews Band sucks. Well, I'll tell you what didn't suck. This week's episode of Chicago Ooh, Heroes. This episode crashed into me. Uh, I it came in like a wrecking ball and, uh, man, red, white, and boom. It was good. Boom, baby. It, yeah. uh, it's Sunday night, but tonight I felt like it was Friday, Friday, Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday night's all right for uh, flying your fireworks high in the sky. And Ben, I got to say, uh, Here we fire- go. What? Here we go. Come on. Here we go. Stop it. Again on our own. Let me just say it. Can I say it? Can I say it? Okay, I'm going to say it. I don't know how they're going to top themselves. This was the best episode so far. I don't know. Like, uh, my mind is racing. My heart is pounding. I am sweating out uh, like a freaking uh, cooler full of ice cold uh, Bud Lights. And I, I was, I was, it, it was a high. I was riding high, flying high too. <laughs> And I love this episode so much. And I want to say, too, I probably love this episode so much because I love my country so much. I absolutely agree with you. I think that they're going to have to make more room on the flag because they're going to need to put a 51st star on that sucker for this episode. Honestly, put uh, put up five more stars up there for Samantha, Serena, Dylan, Mark, and Colton because they were the stars of this episode. Well, they're the stars of every episode, but they were especially the stars of this episode. And... Uh, God bless America is all I have to say. And I have to say, click one, two, three, four, five stars when you rate and review. Please save me on iTunes, please. Yeah. And leave a review. Be our Chicago hero. Be a patriot and leave us a review. Yeah, this was um, this was fun. You know, I didn't uh, I, I, I so far I haven't been invited to any sort of, um, you know, backyard bashes, beach barbecues or anything like sure. that. Uh, this summer yet for um, July 4th. Yeah. Um, I, maybe some of those inv- invites got lost in the mail. But <laughs> yeah. uh, paperless post. Uh, that's what I'm Straight s- to my spam. How are you supposed to keep track of paperless post? It's paperless. Yeah. You can't stack what's not there. Yeah. In any case, this evening's episode felt like a little trip down to the uh, beach with my friends. Yeah, and these people on this show are starting to feel like my friends. Um, They're starting to feel like we're spending so much time with them, and then it's like they're kind of here in the studio with us in spirit. And um, yeah, I feel like, 
you know, and no barbecue in the world would compare to like the barbecue in my heart with uh, my friends on Chicago Heroes, if that makes sense. Celebs are just like you and me. Yeah. Uh, they pump gas. They grill out. They um, like to feel the sand between their toes. Oh, they go swimming and sometimes it's like a little bit too cold. So then they like run back onto the beach and they're like, ah. Um, they have to shake all the sand out of their towel afterwards and then they put it in their bag and then their bag gets full of sand. So then when they get home, they have to dump their entire bag out and then they have to put everything in a new bag. And sometimes they have to like rinse off all their stuff, like their sunscreen and their sunglasses. And then all their tampons at the bottom of their bag get ruined because the wrappers have disintegrated and yeah, they're just like us. And of course they have a towel boy to do all that for them, but towel boys are just like us. <laughs> That's true. Hey, we don't have a towel boy here today, but we do have something a little bit better. Uh, and that's what you call a segue. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Greg. Ritchie. The Chicago Police Department calls a segue a great mode of transportation that keeps its officers close to its citizens and provides them access to points that a traditional squad car does not allow. Yeah, like a horse. But also, like a segue, uh, we are so, so happy to have a real Chicago Patriot, a real good guy, uh, somebody who um, does kind of what may be considered thankless work on the show, but I'd like to think it's adorable work. This is Greg Radicchio, who is the animal trainer um, for some of the canine dogs on Chicago Heroes. Yeah, uh, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, we, we, let me just say, we call them canine performers. They oh, okay. are just as much actors as any of the other folks you might know from the title sequence. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's Yeah. I apologize. Um, Not a problem. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to uh, offend your line of work. I think it's super noble. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm fascinated. I can't wait to like dive into uh, your training procedures and mm-hmm. um, like all the cute pups you get to play with and um you know and especially your role in this episode um because we saw we did see a pretty big uh cane we saw a big canine i can't say they were on the screen for long but the canine itself was oh yeah yeah that's zipper he is a he's a three-year-old german shepherd and he is a hell of a performer he is a great actor yeah yeah yeah. i've been told he's like a a young joaquin phoenix what, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. People have said he kind of reminds them of a young Joaquin Phoenix on screen. Wow. Just the intensity. When um, people say that around the dog, does he hear Joaquin and think that somebody's saying walk and that he's about to go on a walk? Yeah, he will. You have to spell out. He reminds me of a J-O-A-Q-U-I-N. But he's starting to learn that that's, the spelling of that sounds like walking which sounds like walk and then he'll get excited again and tippy tap right by the door so it, it you know it's a concept battle yeah german shepherds all, are smart all kind of solutions to keep him um art to keep him artificially dumb yeah i mean you could say that's partly my job you know that dog's smarter than anyone out there on that set and i just gotta kind of keep him focused yeah yeah that makes sense um can has zipper uh been in anything else that we would like maybe have seen him in oh boy <laughs> he got his start um and space pups. Seen, oh yeah, she's seen space. Pups. Oh yeah, I'm a bi- I, uh, big space pups head. I've seen space pups one through nine. Yeah, he was a uh, deep, he was, deep, he, uh, the, deep that space nine, pups deep, nine. Deep space pups nine. Yeah, yeah, he was he was the villain in deep space pups nine. Uh, obviously, German shepherds are off, often portrayed as sort of aggressive or evil, yeah. conniving dogs. Now, does Zipper also does Zipper also play the uh, villain in? 
Space pups one through eight. <laughs> no, he he was not born. Yeah, I mean he was a pup. He was a villainous pup in Deep Pups Nine. He he's getting a lot of work. Let me just say he's blowing up right now. Uh, I mean, I train him. And he's also got an agent. Yeah, you know? he's a busy dog. Yeah, I saw he was in um, one of the Airbud films as like Airbud's best buddy. Yeah, he was Airbud's friend. Uh, he was sort of played a second string uh, quarterback. Uh, yeah, second string quarterback to Airbud, a backup dog. Yeah, the uh, Saracen to his uh, street. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, Airbud does get violently paralyzed in that movie. <laughs> Um, and he plays dog rugby after he that. Play, yeah, he plays dog rugby, little wheels bond. They give him like, those little wheels, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. With, of course, with a human, with a, just pushing pushing the dogs around in that uh, sport, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, the, the dog. Guess somebody's not going for a Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> uh, I'll tell him that. He'll like that a lot. Oh, oh uh, if and if you are uh, one of our elderly listeners out there, uh, we would also advise you that on this Fourth of July day, also you should not go for a walking phoenix because you may succumb to heat stroke. Uh, mm-hmm. Many, many have uh, succumbed to that when mm-hmm. they go for a walking phoenix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of the leading causes of elder death. In you know, dogs Arizona. can't sweat. Dogs can't sweat. Really? And I just want to, yeah, they don't sweat. That's why they pant. That's, so that's just, I have to remind directors all the time, you know, it's too hot on this set. It's too hot on this location. You know, this this episode, we're on Navy Pier. That sun beats down hard. Yeah. On those yeah. actors, on those canine performers. And it's tough. Yeah. It's hard. So it seems like we haven't had a ton of dogs on the show yet. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen a couple of canine dogs here and there just in the background and I mean, again, Zipper was just kind of in the background of this episode. And um, yeah, just I wouldn't call it his big break. No, 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 exactly. no, no. I just notice him solely because I love the scene where he just kind of like hops up and snatches a couple sausages off mm-hmm. the grill. And it seemed like um, and I'm not calling you out here at all. It just seemed like maybe that wasn't part of the uh, actual scene. <sighs> yeah, because there was being there was a, um, a woman getting resuscitated in the foreground of the scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. Zipper was being a bad boy. All right. A naughty pup. He was not hitting his mark. He was not. He was supposed to. When the woman, they try to resuscitate her, and she coughs up a uh, clam. He's supposed to turn to the camera and go, and kind of mug to the camera, and that's supposed to be the act break before commercial. But he went on his own and he just went up, hopped up on that table and grabbed a hot dog. And I, I, I was so ashamed of him. I was embarrassed. Now, does the dog get, does Zipper get punished? Zipper get punished? Well, he does not. He has to sleep alone those oh, nights. Oh, wait, where does so he, he usually does not, sleep? He does not get punished. He does have to sleep alone. Well, that's not his a, punishment. That's not a punishment. That's his punishment. <laughs> okay, all right. That's his punishment is solitary confinement. I mean, he and I have a really. Do you make him sleep in a confined, you see, make him sleep in a confined place alone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a kennel. Where does oh, okay, he yeah. typically sleep? We we have a good relationship. We go. I mean, I've been with him since he was a pup. So we typically share. You know, whatever hotel they give us, I'll I'll ask for you know pet friendly room, and he'll hop up there with me. And so he doesn't have like an owner or anything that he would stay with, or well, I I mean, I consider him a I'm his trainer and his partner. I mean, we 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 travel together, we live together, we we talk, we dream, we. Sounds like you're a real progressive. You view the dog as your equal. Oh, he's my superior. Let me tell you what. If I was if I was half as fast and half as beautiful, I'd be you know I'd be in the movies. Hey, I think you're not bad looking for a 
uh, for an animal trainer. I guess I don't know any other animal trainers. That's kind of you. Um, oh, the uh, the animal trainers, uh, the annual animal trainers convention is notoriously known as a real dog show. So <laughs> you would absolutely be right to say that he's better looking than yeah. than the average one. Yeah, it's an ugly profession. Uh, anyway, this episode takes place in the dog days of summer and i think we should probably dive in a little bit (laughs) dive in because we are on the beach baby we are on the pier and we are on the beach Mm -hmm. um so we open um on a scene with this guy kind of lighting off some fireworks it's fourth of july clearly he's having some beers um very uh curiously i suppose he's by himself and a lifeguard comes up to him and is like hey man i'm gonna write you up uh you know, you can't be lighting off fireworks on here. There's kids around and, um, you know, you can't, you can't do that. And it's wasteful and it's bad for the environment. And the guy's like, okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh, and the lifeguard's like, you got to give me your info. I'm going to write you up. And he goes, sure. Let me get my, let me get my ID one minute. And then he flips around and he shoots and kills the freaking lifeguard. Caught him absolutely by surprise. Yeah. Cause he was, cause the guy was wearing a, uh, he was wearing one of those be- uh, a beach thong, and it was like, where's he keeping that pistol? Uh, but somehow he turned back around and produced one. Probably between his, che- nope, between the, his cheeks. The thong's between his cheeks. Yeah, well, the cheeks of the front. Um, and so he must have pulled that out from his front cheeks, and he turned around, and he, uh, blammo. Yeah, red, white, and boom. Red, white, and boom. I'm just glad, you know, he wasn't at the Montrose Dog Beach. Because you know that that'd be a trauma for those little critters there. That's a beautiful. That's a little slice of heaven there. Yeah, thank God the lifeguard didn't get killed at Montrose Dog Beach. Yeah. Now, Greg, do you view all the lives of all canines as superior to that of mankind, who God created in His image? Uh, well, let me ask you: is there is there anything more pure than a dog's love? Uh... Does it do, do have dog? Do dogs invent nuclear weapons? Have dogs ever uh, have dogs ever harassed another dog? No, a dog went to outer space once, though, and outer space gives me the heebie-jeebies. They're pioneers. That's what they do. They're they show us the way. We're following their lead, you know. And that that that's just the truth. And sometimes, um, you know, sometimes I'll dress up like a dog. I'll admit it. I'll sometimes I'll wear a dog costume, you know. And you'll I'll, admit that. I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. It makes me it makes me comfortable. You know, and it makes some people uncomfortable. Well, and but we'd like to thank you for admitting that under, uh, for caving in under the pressure that you we applied it. to you. And you got it. Admitting that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I did suspect there, I did suspect that you, that you might, because you do, uh, I did notice that when you came into the room that you had what suspiciously looked like a little tail hole yeah, s- I, sewed into your pants. I've cut a, I've cut a tail hole into most of my dockers, um, mm. just, to, just in case I'm trying to wear, you know. I I started that at a young age. I would I would tuck little foxtails in my jeans when I was in elementary school, and kids would tug on it and say, "What are you? What are you a wolf?" And I'd say, "I wish." Sort of a case of your career choosing you. Yeah. Well, well, my da- my dad was in the industry. You know. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He uh he uh was Beethoven's trainer. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Back to the costume thing. Do you wear your costume under your human clothes and then just have the fur poking out of like under your human clothes? I want. I just need yeah. a mental picture. Yeah. Well, I think this is where we kind of this is a vocabulary difference because um, I think of you know this polo and these dockers as as my human costume and the the dog fur as 
my skin and the skin under that as my muscle <laughs> and the muscle under that is my bones and the bones represent a dog bone. Uh, thank you. <laughs> well, and don't we all really just wear costumes every day? Mm. Uh, all the world is a, a screen. Yes, all the world's a stage and screen, and me, we are merely the stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, shining so brightly uh, for all to see. Everyone's got something hidden in their front cheeks, is what I always say. And yeah, it this, seems like you've got a lot hidden in your front cheeks. I do have a lot hidden in my front cheeks. I'm a I'm a deep person. Turn one front cheek and you'll find another. Turn that front cheek and you might find a treasure. Uh, and this uh, this beach bandito found a treasure between his front cheeks and it was a gun. And he used it to gun down this lifeguard <laughs> in cold blood. <laughs> um. And... Uh, and uh, and and after the lifeguard uh, fell uh, and 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 clutched his chest and fell down under the beach, of course the the bandits said, uh, "Put a little sand in it, rub a little sand in it." Uh, kind of corrected his catchphrase there. Uh, yeah, it seems like they didn't have a ton of time to just like get more than one take on a lot of these. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this episode where it seemed like they sort of rolled tape for the first take mm-hmm. and then they just kind of flew right like if anything was was a miss yeah. they just rolled right into the it's, most, a, it's mostly bloopers this whole episode is mostly <laughs> bloopers yeah. and what's, more, what's more patriotic than a bunch of bloopers <laughs> yeah I mean of, of course because uh, you've got in the prime you've got in the premier blooper brand uh, you got it right there America's Funniest Home Videos thank you God right? bless America's Funniest Home Videos yeah and uh, uh, so, so there was a lot of sort of hearing the director off camera in in this episode saying, uh, "Let's take that back or from the top." And then zipper, <laughs> yeah, a lot of sort of angry zipper, zipper. Uh, and then and then a lot of um, I would say in just about every scene uh, off camera, a lot of put that dog on a leash. Yeah, yeah, there was a he was loose. I refused to leash him, and that that was mostly production. You know, assistant directors yelling at me and my dog to to stay off the set, but they kept it in the episode. Those guys are the red coats of production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, red coats are the bad ones, right? You know, it, yeah. d- it depends on your perspective. Uh, but if your perspective is the right one, then yes. Are, we, ta- right. are we talking about Irish setters? Is that what we're talking about right now? Red coats. Uh, uh, yes, Irish setters. Yeah, right. And I, well, I, I hate their temperament. They're disease-ridden. They don't live long. Weak bones. Not unlike an Irish settler. Now, in any case, uh, was this your... <laughs> now, Greg, was this your first time working on uh, Chicago Heroes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is my first time. But not my first time on network TV. I mean, I've been around um, Bones. Funny enough, Bones was. There's a lot of dogs on Bones. You wouldn't. I mean, most people don't watch that show. But yeah, yeah. Do they use bones. the uh, the dogs? Are they on camera? I've never seen dogs on camera for that. Do no, they, they just fetch the bones at the end of the scene. They clean up the set. Yeah, they clean up the set at the end. Um, so you need a trainer for that. You know, not even not everything's on camera work. You know, if you go to IMDb, it says full cast and crew, not just full cast. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of shows use dogs as crew. And not a lot of people know that. It's like how on the in the animated movie, um, the Secret of Nim, they needed a cat to clean up all the mice and the rats afterwards. It's exactly like that. I don't want to talk about cats. Me either. Meow. 
Uh, so after we get out of this kind of harrowing first scene, we cut to our heroes themselves having a big old barbecue on Navy Pier. The sun is glistening. Uh, their abs are tan and oiled and uh, uh, the music is blaring. And, uh, you know, Fourth of July is like Christmas for cops and firefighters and uh, medicine people and uh, lawyers. Lawyers. <laughs> Lawyers classically love the 4th of July um, because, of of course, uh, lawyers are in the business of protecting our freedom. Yeah, and the first law ever written was the Declaration of Independence. The law was born on that day. Yeah, so they had the the big uh, public service beach blowout, beach bash. A lot of shots of them re-oiling their abs. (laughs) Um, we we got a lot of kind of uh, stage, a lot of stage hands um, coming in and out of the scene, and um, yeah, a lot. Of, I mean, there was one scene I remember. I, you know, watching this episode live, it was a little confusing that Tay Diggs and his stand-in were just kind of talking to each other, and it was very eerie to watch on a TV show to see two people that look so similar talking. Pretty, it was pretty uncanny. Um, because like the parent um, trap. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly like that. Um, because uh, of course they've casted um, the, all the all the uh, stand-ins for this show have to look um, have to be siblings of the right uh, the actors right yeah. Um, so of course Wait, Ray, why Ray, so stand-in? of course Ray Diggs plays Tay Diggs's um, stand-in on the on the episode. Why do they have to stand in? Yeah, why do they need stand-ins? Do they not know how to like play volleyball or do, are they not like a, allowed near the grills for like Well, it is a little behind the scenes, but this is just you're trying to hey, set Hey, let's get let's get behind them. You're him. trying to set up a shot, you know, maybe someone's calling the dog over to give it a pet. You know, Tay Diggs is expensive, but Ray Diggs, he works for Day Rate. You can just have him stand if the camera's behind him, you won't know the difference. Of course, Ray Diggs has a British accent, true to parent trap conventions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, all the bro- all the twins have to be British or American whichever opposite is. Yeah, Chandra Bullock of course has sort of like a, a sharp cockney mm-hmm. kind of a um, she, she does. thing that she does. Oh, that's why I kept hearing somebody go oi off camera all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she kept saying uh, oi, throw another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> she kept saying thank you, thank you for the sausage. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the sausage. And she that riff lasted several minutes. I don't know why they kept that in. But thank you for, for tossing me we the followed volleyball. Chandra in into the, the Bubba Gump Shrimp Co. on Navy Pier and just watched her order a whole lunch for herself. Basically I'll, every item on the menu. Thank yeah. you. I'll have a jumbo shrimp. I'll have a mini shrimp. I'll have a a, a thank you. I'll have a I'll have a, a shrimp cocktail. Can I have a soft drink? I'll have a cuppa, Chicago chowder. And of Thank course, you. she gave her she gave herself away by not being a local by saying, "Can I have a cuppa, Chicago chowder?" Instead of just, "Can I have a cuppa?" And everyone here knows That's what chowder. you're talking about. Yep, That's Chicago chowder. If you ask for a cuppa, Chicago chowder. What? It's uh, oysters, sport peppers, uh, uh, celery salt, celery salt, poppy seed. Uh, and then cream the, of mushroom, cream of mushroom, and then the base uh, cream of mushroom also has like a mustard reduction, right? 
I can't imagine that we have any listeners who don't know the recipe. So yeah, it's, right. a, it's a cup of... It's uh, waste, you said wasted earlier, airtime, We Greg. may have international listeners. Ah, yes, because this could be listened to far, far in the future. Uh, yeah. F- yeah. At, when you're listening to this show, uh, the entire state of Arizona may be under a climate-controlled biodome. So go yeah. ahead and take a walk if you like. Yeah, and uh, if there are any aliens listening to this, please stop, because outer space gives me the heebie-jeebies. And how about that Dylan and Cole Sprouse uh, who have to work double time on this show standing in for each other? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That almost seems unfair. Because they're getting paid the same as everyone else doing twice the work. It seems uh, super fair to me, a super fan of Cole and Dylan. Um, I I want more. I want more of them. Wish you could clone them. Those, those abs were glistening. Absolutely. uh, Absolutely glistening. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, I noticed that for for Cole and Dylan, they had um, little sort of LCD LCD abs to really make them especially shiny. Yeah, Um, yeah. Drawing a lot of power from battery packs that they had clipped onto their uh, trunks. Uh, Yeah, LCD uh, stomach system. Yeah, they were rocking the LCD stomach system, and uh, of course, you can go to uh, lcdstomachsystem.com uh, slash please save me and use offer code all my friends have rock hard abs if you would like to get 15% off your LCD stomach system. Yep. Uh, so they're all having a good time. They're all sunning and uh, funning, and then they get the Call of Duty Black Ops 4, and then they have to go out to the beach and uh, fix fix the problem. Let me tell you, when you're watching it on the screen, there's nothing like watching these heroes kick into gear. Uh, was it like that on set? Was there kind of the same feeling of like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Everyone gets up. I mean, the the they play the music on set, it gets everyone very excited and tense up. The dogs hate it. I mean, I'll be honest. The all that I mean, Zipper and his double both were howling with fear. They were cowering in the corner. Zipper did shit all through his trailer just because he was terrified. Wow. Now, so they were t- playing Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication, like as they were getting. They were. They oh, were. Okay. Because that was that song was basically on loop through the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or it was an extended cut, but yeah, yeah. Um, even the extended, because even the extended cut on the uh, RHCP box set is only eight minutes or so. You know the uh, the video game they play in that music video for Californication. It's real, and they released it with the box set. And we played we played a few levels of it on set. Um, you're just Anthony Kiedis, and you kind of fly around California as a video game character. It's very fun. Can you play as whoever? Because I'd play as Flea. You have to unlock Flea by beating the game, which is going to uh downtown la and getting high and then you win and then you get to be flea oh of course we all know how the that game is played uh again wasted airtime you're right Greg, but uh you know, fair. hopefully we'll find something interesting for you to say uh at some point here in a, in a few minutes so how do you tell the difference between zipper and his double and what's his double's name oh his double uh timothy and uh, honestly, there couldn't be an easier... No, is that Timothy Chalamet? It is Timothy Chalamet. It's his double. Um, <laughs> honestly, there's there's no dog that can do what Zipper can do. And the of o- course. The only actor I know who's good enough to play Zipper's role with integrity is Timothy Chalamet. And uh, he accepted the part gladly. I mean... Uh, 
I've said it a hundred. I've said it once. I said it a hundred times. You know, Timothy Chalamet is the only actor whose bark is as strong as his bite. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He's a real chameleon. This is his third appearance on the show in as many episodes. Wow. And yeah. And uh, yeah, he really transformed himself. <laughs> he's he's the millennial Andy Circus. He really is. Yeah. I mean, his his. We did get him in that mocap suit. We got the you know the little ping pong balls and um obviously a lot of a lot of zippers scenes are cg timothy chalamet playing a canine german shepherd uh but you can't tell i mean you know the effects are good and we, we do cut it in with real footage of <laughs> sounds like a real andy circus if you ask me <laughs> it sure was it sure was yeah timothy ring circus and you know uh <laughs> And the the one thing that did sort of give him away was that uh, a lot of times when Zipper was on the screen in this episode, he kept going. Mm-hmm. He was seeing his reflection in the uh, Lake Michigan, and he would get upset and start monologuing. Timothy Shella, may I pet your dog, sir? Do you, people you ask may. you that a lot? And and you let them. Well, they just say, may I pet your dog? They don't do the Timothy Shella, may I? But sure, yeah. but you let, so you let people pet these working actors. Well... I let Zipper give them permission. Okay. I'll let him measure up a person, and he can tell if they're worthy of it. I mean, Zipper is one of the sexiest dogs I've ever seen in my life. There's not a person on earth that doesn't want to pet that dog. Uh, so if Zipper is such a good actor, and if he's so method, you're not allowed to touch a canine dog. I've tried it in the airport once, mm-hmm. uh, twice, and I've been arrested once. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, when he is in character, when he's on set, he is not to be touched, um, and he will he will sniff out drugs just for fun in between takes. Wow. Uh, and he, I mean, he he might just to kind of get into a scene. I'll find a you know a PA or someone around set, and I'll just have him sort of tackle him. Take a real him down. Spaniel Day Lewis. A real a, Daniel yes. Dog Lewis. Yeah, because I was I was reading on the uh, the I was reading in the the trades um, some gossip from this episode where I guess that Zipper was pretty strung out, like you know he was sort of like a uh, kind of a bad detective sort of a scenario. He was out in the squad car with some um, angel dust, really getting wet before every scene. A real yeah. Daniel Day Labrador. Yeah, well, he uh, he took his role very seriously, and that that was kind of the part. He was a uh, a rundown has been dog detective, and uh, he found that he needed that to get into character. Yeah, I heard they're actually going to be putting out a webisode that kind of follows mm-hmm. um, Zipper's career uh, and just kind of like p- positioning him as kind of like this old curmudgeonly mm-hmm. cop dog kind of an anti-hero sort of thing like a mm-hmm. uh, uh like a tony soprano if tony soprano were um a, a dog cop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean we see a lot more of his home life on the webisode which is great we see his does he have a wife oh yeah he has a, he has a wife and he's got a litter of, of puppies back home and uh and how do you feel about zipper having a wife greg <laughs> it's a. Uh... It's just a story, you know. It's just a TV show. It's not his real wife, so uh, you know. Yeah, it's his job to to play the part that they write for him, and I respect that. But uh, Zipper Zipper knows where his real family is, and my wolf. He was also in Borat. He was a dog in Borat. And of course, this is all make believe, but it is very real to us. Uh, and we hope that we are very real to you. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and take a brief break and go to a message from our sponsors. Hey, Hero Heads, this is Sarah from Please Save Me. 
If you are enjoying the episode you're listening to right now, why don't you give us a rate and review on iTunes? It's our only sponsor. You. You are our only sponsor. And if you leave a review, you could do one that sounds like this from Ben's dad. Very entertaining. Great improvisational chemistry among Ben, Sarah, and guest, quote-unquote, actor. Makes me want to watch Chicago Heroes, listen to more episode recaps, exclusive interviews, and find out more about Sarah and Ben, the true Chicago heroes. Well, Ben's dad, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. This is not improvised, and uh, our, we are not heroes in the way that the stars of the show are, but thank you, Ben's dad, for saying so anyway. Well, back to the ep. So we left off with our heroes. They were springing into action to go look into this uh, brutal murder that uh, happened down at the beach on Chicago Lake where yeah. the uh, lifeguard was uh, life where the lifeguard um, when they when they roll up the lifeguard is still bleeding out his his dying breaths yeah yeah and it's pretty bleak especially um it's just like a crazy um bleak juxtaposition um from you know when they're all on the pier and everybody's like kind of oiled up and everybody's feeling sexy everybody's kind of checking each other out i don't know if you noticed but mark briggs and samantha bolts you know they've had this kind of sam and diane well they won't they thing and they were they were so close to smooching on that pier and then they got the call of duty black ops three and they had to leave but uh you know, they everybody is checking each other out and having fun in the sun, and then all of a sudden they show up here, and things are dark, and the sky was dark too, which is kind of funny because the jaunt from Navy Pier to the Chicago Lake is not that far. Uh, yeah, but uh, it was sort of, um, but yeah, lightning flashed the moment that they rolled up. Uh, there was blood on the sand. Yeah, it was uh, very David Fincher, which is interesting because he directed just this half of the episode. Yeah, they did a sort of an anthology uh, kind of thing with this episode where um, they had um, uh, Tyler um, Perry. Tyler, Tyler Perry, Perry directed Tyler the Perry. first half of the episode, and then David Fincher directed the second half. And um, you know, it was a jarring tonal shift, but that was an artist artistic choice that they made, and I respect it. And I think it paid off. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we might not have said in the in the first half of the episode, um, everyone with the. Um, the abs, they were actually wearing like ab suits, sort of big ab suits um, uh, and doing kind of broad, broad physical comedy uh, with the abs. We had the Sprouses playing their LCD stomach system abs uh, like bongos. Um, and there was just a lot of it was it was a laugh a minute. Thank you. Thank you for the laughs. Um, second half of the episode. Very somber. dark. Very dark. And you know what that means? That means the second half is smart. That's because it's dark and it's, uh, yeah, and it's bleak and it looks like it's hard to see things and people are, people are starkly lit. That means it's smart. It turned into a smart show, which is what we know um, Chicago heroes to be. It's very smart. It's very highbrow. Like you have to think about it a lot to really get where it's going. And I think that David Fincher really like um, brought that attitude into his directing. Yeah, we got a lot of waves crashing uh, in the second half of the episode. Uh, waves, of course, crashing up onto the lifeguard, um, spewing out their, their last dying breaths. As... And the lifeguard sounded like Foghorn Leghorn a little bit. Um, he was like... He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, which is a David Fincher um, directorial uh, a mandate. Si a signature, Yeah, you might say. It was just beautiful when, you know, they... He zoomed in on that lifeguard's face and it was the music got quiet and it was stormy out and he said, 
I say, I said, I say, boy, I'm a dying here. And he broke the fourth wall to do so, which I thought was, again, a really... <laughs> Looked right at the camera. Right in the camera, yeah. It was kind of Right at weird. the camera, which... I hope pre- you which, had um, a good barbecue. And then as soon as he turned to the camera, it zoomed in hard on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, I said, I said, I'm dying here. I hope you had a good barbecue. They had to do, what was it, 15, 20 takes of that? Several, several takes, yeah. Yeah, because a couple times... I <laughs> so they kept showing <laughs> they kept showing it from different camera angles, which I thought was really interesting. They were playing it. Oh. They play, he said that line maybe fifteen <laughs> times in the episode. I said, I said, I said, boy, I'm dying here. And then close I up. I hope you have fun at your barbecue. Wide angle. And in a couple of those takes, Zipper is licking his face. Right. Yeah, they had a sort of a GoPro take where we were from POV from mm-hmm. the lifeguard and mm-hmm. we just saw uh, Zipper's snout coming in. And yeah, licking. that was David's idea. Let, let's just get kind of like the animalistic view, you know, the the what is nature really? Did it make you jealous that Zipper was licking somebody else's face? Well, let's just say we had to use peanut butter in this case. And, uh, and, and, and Zipper doesn't always need peanut butter. Let me say that. Ah, so an artificial enhancement. Some of the tricks of the trade, Hero Heads. You are really getting the inside baseball. Yeah, on we're this really seeing the back cheeks of this uh, episode. <laughs> um, so it turns out <clears throat> they follow a trail of fireworks smoke because this guy is just still setting them off, uh, and they find they just follow the smoke thanks to Zipper, who is off camera at this point, or thanks to Timothy Chalamet. I'm, I'm not sure who was who and. Um, yeah, because there was sort of a uh, the rem- the remnants of a fireworks display uh, surrounding the lifeguard's body. Yeah, and then of course Samantha Bolt uh, turns to Serena Sanchez and she says, and she looks at, at the smoke and she says, "Where there's smoke, there's fireworks." Uh, and then they all scamper, scamper, following the smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and God, that's why this show is so smart. So smart. So smart. So smart. Uh, yeah. And um, so then they eventually find the guy and turns out he is wanted in all 50 counties surrounding Chicago for uh, lighting people on fire, killing them. Uh, and he's called the barbecue bandit. Uh, that's kind of his his David Fincher kind of move there. <laughs> Yeah, His that was one. Of, yeah, name. it was one. Yeah, it was one of his gnomes de plume, and uh, we mm-hmm. saw the we saw all those when the cops pulled out their um, their t- top ten most wanted booklets, and they they <laughs> they looked at him and they matched him up to their to looking through their booklets. Yeah, and we saw you know known as the barbecue bandit. It was great to see Horatio Sands back in his role as like the IT like computer guy, um, who had like a notepad this time, but it had a bunch of binary code in the notepad, and he was mad. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah he was reading through his his one zero 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 one zero zero notepad. Of hey, course, that's a dirty word. It, well, and it's funny you say that because of course that's exactly uh, what happened in the the episode where Serena Sanchez looked over uh, over his shoulder and yeah. she said she said don't look at porn on the job. <laughs> I sensed a little flirtation between Serena and Horatio. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Lots of flirtation this episode, despite the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, of course, Horatio Sands is wearing a locket with both their pictures in it. Um, so, you know, could be something there. Yeah. And the show is very smart because it's not telling you. It doesn't tell you. We just got uh, sort of 20, 30, 40 close-ups of that locket. <laughs> um, and, 
and we just got the director saying, get closer on the locket. We need more and locket. And some of the takes, Zipper Timothy Chalamet is licking the yeah. They yeah. do like to lick the locket. They, li- I mean, whatever's on camera, they're going to lick. It's just their instinct. Well, and Timothy Chalamet. Whatever's, no, whatever's on camera, they like to lick. And they, they, grow, they both grew up around cameras. They know what cameras mean. And when a camera's pointing at something, they think, I should lick that. I've heard that the camera add ten, adds 10 pounds. I didn't know it was 10 pounds of beef. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Timothy Chalamet is a young up-and-coming actor, so He's as a grown know, boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'll lick anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought a, a subtle end to that sort of Horatio uh, Sandra scene was when uh, Horatio looked up to the sky and put his hand on his chin and then we got a thought bubble and we sort of zoomed into the thought bubble and then it was the two of them at their wedding day uh, in sort of a soft glow, soft wash filter and then he kind of snapped out of it and he goes, huh, what? Yeah, Nothing. Yeah, this 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 beautiful kind of Pixar style anime, 3D think, animated uh, hmm. um, vision. Yeah, and what you're forgetting in the thought bubble it's them on their wedding day and then he turns to the camera um, breaks the fourth wall and says, I say, I say, I say, I do. Yeah. Uh, so we had, yeah, we had 12, 12, 12, 13, 14 of those. Yeah, I like that. They got, they really um, didn't waste any space in their two hour um, Fourth of July. It's a smart show. It's yeah. efficient. Yeah. 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 Not a wasted minute. Uh, it was two hours. Felt like four. Uh, could not ask. For, for anything more. more yeah no no and that was of course how they, they and that was of course how they build the episode right you yeah. know in the in the teasers that they had running up to it you know it's two hours it'll feel like four who could ask for anything more god bless america uh, i just thought that was a nice choice how they said god bless them how um every time they had the phone conversation in this episode they said god bless america at the end of the phone conversation yeah i also liked how before they did anything they had to say or sing the national anthem yeah, a lot of um, mm-hmm. lot of people um, saying and singing the national anthem. Um, there were a lot of scenes in this episode of the uh, of the police sort of going up to people who were um, you know maybe kneeling down for whatever reason, getting some of their backpack or something. Police pulling out a boombox and p- slamming that national anthem on, mm-hmm. see if they could get citizens to stand up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and if you you know if you like that part of the episode, please tweet about it and uh, use the hashtag Don't Take a Knee. That's D O N apostrophe T. T-A-K-E-A-K-N-E-E. Anyway, uh, so I think that's enough for the episode. Um, I mean, it kind of just ended on this note where they caught the guy and it seemed like he was getting dragged away in cuffs and uh, Mark Briggs was reading him his Miranda rights and he was like kind of standing so close to Samantha Boltz as she was carrying him away and she looked at him and she was like, you do the honor. So then he did the Miranda yeah, rights. he was like, I say, I, say, I say, you have the right to remain silent. And then uh, all the audio in the episode cut out for five minutes, which I thought was a bold choice as well. Right. S- yeah. Super bold. And it was um, slow motion too. And mm-hmm. then it's slow motion of him just getting put in the car, them shutting the uh, the door. And then it pulls out really wide from the car very slowly. And then we see the fireworks going off on the beach above um, the car because it's the Navy Pier fireworks mm-hmm. um, over Chicago Lake. And silent fireworks. It's completely special silent. Special kind of beauty. Yeah, very special. Um, and it was black and white, so you couldn't really tell like what colors they were, which I think is really smart and really interesting. Another like total home run for this show. 
it was kind of a last Jedi type of decision, you know, where of course in the TV guide, it said this, it had a little asterisk and it said, um, the audio in this episode cuts out for approximately five minutes. There's nothing malfunctioning. Mm -hmm. This was a deliberate directorial decision and it was a good one. Uh, yeah. I like that. They added that it was a good, it was a good one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Hero heads. Listen, uh, don't be like Star Wars fans. Don't get all pissed off when there's no audio for a second. Just trust that the guys know what they're doing, that the people behind Chicago Heroes know, know what they're doing. Don't call uh, your cable provider and complain. Uh, and don't call the network and complain. And definitely don't call us and complain. Yeah, d yeah. And don't freaking call us and uh, complain about uh, the dog representation in this episode. Yeah, call Greg Radicchio. Talk to me. I'm happy to talk about it. You know, uh, canine performers deserve more screen time, and, and uh, that's a big passion project of mine. So when was the last time you saw a zipper? Oh, let's see. Uh, I put him down for a nap uh, earlier today. Now, I would think that people in your profession would um, shy away from using phrasing like that. They put him down? For a nap. Oh, Oh. Or is that sort of a joke in the profession? It's of? kind of a joke, yeah, because like we're all gonna have to euthanize our best friends someday. But uh, or if the dog is going to a wedding, you know, say you know, put him down for a plus one. Right, we would oh, say I you that. Were as say a joke. put him down the aisle. All we might also say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's a uh, he's decided to stay at my place for a while. I I I do. That's what a dog would say if they were getting married. I hope I hope I hope I hear that one day. Yeah. Are you uh you, do you want to marry Zipper? <laughs> I mean, there's part of me that would love nothing more than to love mutton more. <laughs> the one who really loves mutton more is uh Foghorn Leghorn. Uh loves mutton. Absolutely. That big chicken hawk. But I, I, in a in a dream world and a world without prejudice or judgment, I'd I'd roll over in my full size bed, and I'd turn to see the love of my life, and Zipper would look up to me and he'd say, "My wolf." That's it. <laughs> I'm tearing up just thinking about it. And of course, that's that's of course how it always is in the relationship between a dog and a man when they get married. The man is the wolf. I've made the mistake of, uh, I've, I've, I've seen people walking their dogs before and I've made the mistake of asking them. I said, now, which one of you is the man and which one of you is the wolf? And they'll say, it doesn't work like that, but I'm the wolf. Remind me, does Zipper have an owner? Well, I don't think you can own beauty. I don't think you can own strength and, and virility. I don't think you can own those virility. things. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Zipper's not fixed. No, absolutely. That would ruin. You know that because he was oh. humping Timothy Chalamet yeah. in the ping pong. Oh, because the episode, and he was they, fully hard. They hump each other, honestly, Tim and Tim. Now, and does Zip. that make you jealous? <laughs> oh, it's just some pups having a good time. You know, they're pack. They're they're in the same pack, really. They, they you know, it's not sexual for them. It's just uh, instinct at that point. You know, there's just getting fully hard and humping. Yeah, they're just getting it out of the system. Now, I do. I Timothy does have a bad problem. He will. He will ret wet the set. He'll, yeah. he'll just piddle. I also noticed in one of the scenes on the beach that the lifeguard was bleeding out. Um, Zipper kind of like when he was off like in the corner, like very far, um, it like out of focus. But you could kind of tell he was just digging in the sand and like balling up somebody's beach towel so he could hump it. Yeah, he liked to wad up towels or cloth and just kind of hump it. It's uh, it's harmless. 
And, you know, it lets him get that out of his system. So, I mean, I mean, it's no different than you or I stepping into a bathroom and winding up some towels and, and humping those. No different at all. I like the part where, uh, Tim, uh, where, where Timothy Chalamet did piddle um, on the scene where we saw the lifeguard. And then uh, as the cops were running towards the lifeguard, towards the puddle of piddle, uh, the lifeguard goes, I mean, he, and he's dying. He is. He's dying. This mm-hmm. way. He goes, I say, I say, I say, no running. <laughs> Fun little uh, set anecdote if you want to, if you all got time for one more. Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. We have all yeah, the time in the yeah, world. Yeah, I mean, we said we were done with the episode, but obviously um, this is, a, this mine, this mine ain't tapped. Well, you know, you, you, you get, you bond when you're wor- working on a show like this and you know, all the downtime between takes, you, you make friends. And I'm just so proud of a uh, little Timmy. Timmy Chalamet, uh, I taught him a trick. Uh, could roll up a little piece of salami and put it on his nose, and he'll just leave it there. He would just leave it there. But he wants to eat it so he bad. He wants to eat it, but we left it on his nose, and we all went out for lunch uh, at the Hard Rock Cafe, and we came back, and it was still sitting on his nose, and we said, get it. You get it. And he snapped it up, and he enjoyed that salami. I wonder what would happen if you put a peach on his nose. Oh, he'd fuck it, for sure. <laughs> We found, yeah, he'll just, he'll sneak peaches onto set just so he can fuck them. Classic Timmy. And Hero Heads, uh, if you would like to get 15% more food at your next meal at the Hard Rock Cafe, of course you can head on down to the Hard Rock Cafe and use offer code Domo Arigato to get 15% extra on your uh, Mr. Roboto burger. Um, and just tell them that Please Save Me sent you. Uh, we'll see if that works out. Uh, we don't have an official partnership with them, but... Uh, yeah, I, it's 15% more iceberg lettuce on yeah. your burger. Yeah, yeah, this is a code that we found on retailmenot.com, um, and we're not actually sure if it works. Uh, 50% of users have reported that this coupon worked in the past week, but we, uh, we don't know. But you go and try it coupon. out. Go and try it out. Yeah. Uh, well, should we get into the should we get into the game? You know what? I'm not going to say this is a game this week, because this is not a game to me, all right? This is a segment called What Are You Thankful For? It's an exercise in gratitude. Mm. As we all know, the 4th of July is the time where we gather together with our family and friends each year, and we uh, celebrate the bountiful harvest that has been provided to us uh, throughout the past year and throughout our lives. And of course, the crop that I am talking about is freedom. Uh, We have sown freedom throughout this land, and the annual season of reaping uh, begins (laughs) in July. Uh, Sorry, I'm I'm sorry. It's just this subject gets me so uh, teared up. It gets me so emotional to talk about this because it's so important to me um, as a free man to get to talk about my freedom and give thanks for it. Um, So we're going to go around the horn and we're going to, um, uh, or should I say in this um, July season, we're going to go around the cornucopia and uh, give thanks for uh, that thing for which we are the most grateful on this hallowed day. Uh, of independence that we are celebrating and recognizing. Yeah. Great. I'm so excited. I, um, yeah, I try to do a gratitude exercise every single morning. Um, 
uh, just to like refocus myself and to say like, here's what I'm thankful for. And what I'm thankful for is, you know, the trailer and, um, the equipment to record this podcast. I am thankful for you, Ben, most of all, is it my turn? Am I supposed to be saying what I'm thankful for? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm thankful for all those things, but I think the thing I'm most thankful for is, um, just a memory that I have. It's like a memory that like means a lot to me and it um, gets me through times of trouble. And it is the memory of the um, 1986 slam dunk. <laughs> it gets me through in times of trouble. And it is the memory of the 1986 slam dunk contest when Spub Webb went for a reverse layup and the ball bounced off of his head. John, that ball looked like it hit Spud and came out. That's yeah, what he's saying. It I, hit him in the head, I think, and bounced back out of the basket. It looked like it. he didn't make the shot, though. Let's take a look at the replay. Here it is. Oh, definitely threw no hit him question. right on the forehead. No bounced right about out. It. Look how high up he is. Five feet. And yeah, that's about it for me. Perfect answer. Couldn't be any better. Uh, and so we'll, we'll go ahead and um, send that over to you, Greg. Uh, mm. What are you most thankful for? Uh, oh, well, you know... This makes me think of the past, you know, thankful for our, our you know, you think about your our founding fathers. Well, I, th- I think about the fi- founding fathers of canine acting and uh, those that sort of paved the path. Uh, of course, I'm thinking of uh, the wolf dog from The Thing. He's a, he's a legendary actor. He was a, a star, stunning performer, gorgeous, gorgeous animal, just, just uh, the sexiest most beautiful wolf dog you've ever seen in your life. And that I had a poster of him up above my bed when I was a teen and uh I'd fall asleep looking at that wolf dog and uh it was beautiful. Hey Greg, uh the poster above your bed, um Yeah. Was it just like a bunch of wait, is it a wolf dog or a wolf hound? Well technically it's a wolf dog. Okay. So is it just a bunch of um uh, wolf dogs lined up on the edge of a pool and it's like you just see their butts and then it's all the Pink Floyd covers um, painted onto them. I did. Ha- it wasn't that poster, but I did have the cast of Homeward Bound doing that pose. Yeah, the different Pink Floyd at a pool with just their asses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their back cheeks. Their back cheeks exposed. Yeah. Yeah. And then with, it- you can, can you, are there people holding their tails up in that poster? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some, the tails are up. It's, it was in. I mean, now, my mom ta- found now out. a tail tail up poster. You can't buy that in a regular store. No, no tail up. You have to go outside the city limits. You you go down uh fifty five for a while though. You'll start to find some some uh, tail up magazines, tail up clubs. Oh, Ooh. some of those sort of no windows kind of places. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I read. I mean, the literature is just as good for me. I don't even need the pictures. Always, I'll just read. What's that one out on fifty five? A uh, tale as old as time. Yeah, tale as old as time. I gotta say, one time my mom took me to Taylor's as old as time because I was a real big Beauty and the Beast fan. And, oh, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, you know, um, we spent about 15 minutes in there anyway, and it was like a good. It was a good thing mm. to. Uh, it was about time we had to talk. So, um, it, it's. Uh, you know, I don't regret it, and I don't think my mom does either. But you know, it wasn't. It wasn't what we were looking for. I just wanted a uh, Mrs. Potts and Chip um, collector set, and. Uh, I collected a bunch of memories instead. You won't get fooled again. My choice for what I am thankful for is, of course... Uh, Your I'm, choice for what you are 
Yes, my choice. It's, it's a choice. Uh, it is, yes. It's my freedom, my choice. Hashtag my freedom, my choice. Uh, you, of course, if you're a hero head listening out there, don't let anybody tell you what you can be thankful for. Right. Sorry. Uh, yes, I appreciate Thank you for the apology, uh, Sarah. I'm thankful for that apology. You just... I'm you- thankful that you accepted it, and I am thankful that I had the freedom to apologize. And I am thankful for my freedom that let me make fun of you, make fun of you in the first place, and even though I regret it. And I'm thankful for my Chase Freedom card, uh, which allows me to uh, purchase uh, anything and everything that I want uh, over and above my 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 budget. And Greg, I would imagine that your that Zipper is thankful for his Chase Freedom, which is the the freedom to chase a squirrel that might run through the yard. Yeah, absolutely. He he loves his Chase Freedom. And I think you uh, value your chase freedom, which is the freedom to chase after uh, Zipper and chase after your heart's desire. Yes, absolutely. And of course, all of our guests on the show are thankful for their chase freedom, which is the freedom to recline on our chase lounge here in the trowler uh, while they while they record. This is a nice trowler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like um so? Do you like how you can see out the one half of the trowler because we uh, put in floor-to-ceiling glass windows? Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm sorry there's masking tape kind of like marking X's all over it, but it's just because sometimes I think it's open and I run and I like just go into it and I've crashed through it a few times now. But And then kids will come out into the junkyard outside with their BB guns and they'll shoot at those X marks like uh, target practice and then we got to yeah. add more X marks, which of course makes the problem worse. Right, yep. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, uh, you know, on the other hand, we got that big, um, that big steel blade that we attached to the front of this trowler to allow us to dig up earth. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah. We have the chase freedom to dig up earth. Exactly. Um, I'm thankful for the, I would, I guess I would say I'm thankful for the, the red hot chili peppers. Uh, I appreciate their psychedelic funk pop stylings, uh, with a smidge of, uh, rap rock that they've been, uh, providing to all of us, um, uh, Americans since 1983. I just want to say that I'm thankful for Anthony Kiedis. I'm thankful for bassist Flea. I'm thankful for longtime <laughs> drummer Chad Smith. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. It's just honestly hearing Californication for so long today in that episode just really kind of fucked with my head um, because uh, I've been dreaming of Californication for so long and um, I feel like we're finally living it. We are finally Californicating here, making this podcast um, for uh, Chicago heroes. Um, I want to say that I'm thankful for former touring guitarist Josh Klinghoffer um, and of course I'm I'm thankful for uh, guitarist John Frusciani, who, even though he's no longer uh, with the Peppers, um, remains uh, an influence through all of their um, all of their records, uh, from uh, Freaky Styley all the way up through Stadium Arcadium. His eyes beyond. are rolling back into his head as he recites all this. Yeah, yeah. And listen, Ben, I know you want to take a trip downtown in video game land to uh, downtown L.A. and smoke all that weed. But here uh, in Green Hot uh, Sport Pepperland, we are in Chicago and we are not getting high because we are too full of that Chicago clam chowder. Having a cuppa. And hero lovers, that's how you play What Are You Thankful Fourth? Uh, we wish you a uh, happy fourth. May it be with you and, um, and bless you and keep you. This land is your land, this land is my land, from California to New 
Shark Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. And I think it's probably time to get to the rescue report. The rescue rapport, if you were uh, Colbert. It's funny. All right, Hero Heads, let's count them up. Let's count up the people who were saved in this episode of uh, Chicago Heroes. Um, so, obviously, the lifeguard wasn't saved. Uh, he died, but I feel like we also saw him saving a couple of kids from drowning in the beginning of the he episode. He got a couple of them. He got yeah. a couple of them. Um, of course, we saw we saw a good handful um, after that in the back in the background, um, flailing and sinking. Ultimately, well, yeah, because the, the lifeguard was dead. Yeah. Um, so that's um, that's nobody's fault. Um, dying is a victimless crime, but uh, but it was sad nonetheless. Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, when they were at the barbecue, uh, there was like somebody from the police force or something, a kind of minor character, um, uh, badly, um, he was going for a softball and he was going for like a catch because it was like out of the park or whatever on the pier. And, uh, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the big annual, um, uh, public services at the pier softball game. Yeah. 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 When when they do the softball game on the pier and he was like, (laughs) He was like running to go catch the softball and didn't see behind him. There was a grill there and he kind of just like fell into the grill trying to catch that ball because he was so, um, so into the game and then he fell into the grill and then, um, and then Dylan Smith had to go grab him cause he was on fire and then they had to put out the fire. But fortunately Chicago Lake was right there. So they just pushed him in and he just, uh, got better. But then, um, Cole, cool. Colton Smith had to pull him out and kind of resuscitate him. And this was all happening in the background while um, Zipper was like jumping up and eating the hot dogs off the grill. And uh, Samantha and Mark were checking each other out. And Serena and Horatio were kind of like looking across the party at each other. But you saw this kind of stuff happening in the background. Yeah. And I mean, you know, of course, I love that they got uh, they got um, the dad from Family Matters to play that guy. And that um, when he did get pulled out of the the lake and he was getting resuscitated on land and he had the grill marks all across his uh, like all across his cheeks, yeah, he did kind of mug for the camera and go, "You want some surfing turf?" They also took off his shirt because it was just like drenched in sweat and <laughs> water and. Uh, zipper came over and balled it up and started humping it. Right. Um, again, out of focus on the camera, but um, just like an interesting. You can see him humping in background of most shots of that episode. He's just. Yeah, kinda... I guess I'd have to just rewatch and look at it. We already watched it like three or four times. Yeah. But it's, I... Given it's a two-hour episode, you kind of max out on mm-hmm. it. So we would uh, probably need to go back and just check for all the do a little hump check. I didn't even recognize Reginald uh, Vell Johnson at first when they took that shirt off of him, uh, but well, because they put man, the, he is cut. Yeah, now. put the abs on him. He's cut. Mm-hmm. Well, they put the abs suit on him like they had on everybody else. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they had sort of a contour effect on there. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, I love the special effects in this show. Yes, I I agree. I I think I mean a lot of lens flare this episode. Yes. Um, I guess that was about it in terms of folks that got saved. Um, Greg, was there any? Well, I guess. 
there were we did see a couple maulings um, with mm. uh, Zipper and and uh, Timothy. Timothy Chalamet. Um, oh yeah, if they, did those if, folks make it? If they get a whiff of drugs, they're just gonna they're gonna pounce and they're gonna. I mean, hey, that's what just something we a, have in common. Rip somebody apart. They'll just rip them in. Yeah, I mean, we did lose a few people. They'll rip them up. Well, and that's what canine dogs are trained to do. So, I mean, if you think about it, they're just doing their jobs. They're just being method. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, what what happens is going to happen. Who was Helen Mirren supposed to play in this episode? She was uh, she was supposed to play a sentient firework of the a killer's firework. Supposed oh. to zoom in on a firework, and uh, that would have been cool to see. I yeah. would like to see that. Yeah, yeah. She was uh, kind of one of those um, poop snakes. Those little discs you light with a lighter, and they sort of like came out. And uh, she was in costume for hours, and and you know the dogs just ripped her to shreds. Wow. Yeah, I was reading about it online, and she was just it was going to zoom in really. <laughs> It was just going to zoom in really close on her face and she was just going to say, light me up, why don't you? And that was it. And that's, I mean, that's the kind of star power that, that, that Chicago heroes can draw is like Helen Mirren just coming on and saying, mm-hmm. one, Dame Helen Mirren coming on and saying one line, light me off, why don't you? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Light me off, why don't you? Uh, <laughs> light me off, why don't you? Thank you. Thank you. That's a, it's a, yeah, a, 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 colo- a her colo- American, a colonialism. Her American her. stunt double or stand-in is so funny. Uh, yeah. Hank. Hank Mirren. Hank Mirren. <laughs> he is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nay Azaria. Uh, of course. Um, I forgot that he and Helen um, were siblings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, one of them has a British I, accent. Yeah, I thought it was them. a little questionable him doing the Apu voice during all the stand-ins. Um, he would Especially not given stop. this current climate. But I guess he's got to find an outlet. Yep. Um, it was pretty, ooh, it was bad. Yeah, it was gross. Uh, especially since he's already apologized for <laughs> yeah, I question his sincerity seeing this yeah. episode. Yeah, I mean the way that every time he was going to say a line, and I won't do, I, I, I won't do it. But um, before he would do each line, he would say, "I'm so sorry, I have to do this." <laughs> He'd say, "I'm so sorry, I have to do this." Uh, Which, and nobody was making him do it, right, Greg? No, he didn't have lines at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy's a stand-in. He's a stand-in. <laughs> Unless you are Chandra Bullock, who is out there going, "Thank you, thank you. I'll she, have, I'll have a jumbo shrimp. I'll have a medium, a medium shrimp on the body. I'll have a, a hush puppy. A yeah. hush puppy. Thank you." She sort of earned her way onto that episode. Well, uh, and I would imagine, I mean, you know, even this though this show basically has a limited budget. That one of the only ways they can afford Chandra is if she's allowed to shoot Bubba Gump, um, Bubba Gump promos while she's filming. Oh um, yes, because she has the endorsement deal. Yeah, because she's kind of doubling up. Yep. Um, she's obviously the uh, official Bubba Gump spokeswoman. And Bubba the spokes Gump, Gump is. Uh, <laughs> <the> sp- <laughs> yeah, and if you want to double up on your Bubba Gump, uh, head to Bubba Gump, Bubba Gump. <laughs> Bubba Gump. Say. Uh, I'll have a cuppa and they'll give you a, a bowl full of um, deveined shrimp tails and uh, fill it up with some hot water and let that steep for a little minute and then they'll bring all the tails out and then they'll put a dumpling in the middle of the steaming hot water and then you can kind of um, just uh, spoon the dumpling out and then you put it onto a plate and you cut it in half and then inside of it is um, one clam uh, with a mustard reduction sauce and some uh, poppy seed and a little bit of sport pepper and um, some bright green relish and uh, that's if you go to Bubba Comp, um, shrimp company and say 
uh, I'll have a cuppa. Yeah, and of course that is Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. You will um, not don't, shrimp company. Don't try. Don't try that at Bubba Gump Shrimp, and don't try that at the <laughs> Shrimp Company. Um, so you're gonna when you get to Bubba Gump, uh, when you get to Bubba Gump Shrimp out there on the Naval Pier, uh, you're gonna want to um, don't go in the front door, and don't go into the door by the left. You're gonna need to go into the door um, by the right. And the front cheeks. Yeah, you're gonna want to go in through the front cheeks, um, which uh, a lot of a lot of our listeners have been saying. You know, the door to the right. Where's that? Um, Bubba Gump is right out there on the water. There's a little ladder. You're gonna want to climb down that ladder, and there's a hatch under the pier. Y'all are making me hungry for a Bubba Gump company dumpling. Well, there were just a few more lives that were saved uh, in tonight's episode. Was it the lives of three special American-loving, rock-and-roll-listening, dog-fucking-patriots? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It was. It was. It was us. It was us three. We were all saved. Uh, and as we are every single episode. Yeah. Greg, thank you for joining us. You were, uh, thank you, you. Uh, were a guest and, um, uh, please say hi to Zipper for us. Um, I, yeah. Oh, why don't you say hi to him yourself? Come here, buddy. Come on in. <laughs> hey there, Zipper. Oh, hey, Zipper. <laughs> I'll say hi. Now give me a kiss. Uh. Okay, we'll let this just kind of um, play out. Uh, we'll just let this kind of play out, and we'll go into our um, ne- next week on... I'm sorry, it's hard to uh, focus with the interspecial. So, sounds like we are at our ultimate segment, our last segment, and that is next week on. And uh, I think next week's going to be pretty freaking crazy uh, just based on the little that we saw. And it's uh, looking... Uh, who, who's there? Hello, is this Sarah and Ben? Uh, yeah. This is Sarah and Ben. This is the 44th President of the United States, Barack Obama. Mr. President. That's me. Um. At the end of the day, I'm here to... Recorded an episode of the Hamilton Hour with you. Oh right, okay. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, this must. Hey have... there. This is Lynn. Manuel. Oh my god. Miranda. Okay. 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 Yes. Okay. I'm so sorry. Our, our our last recording went over. Um, Greg, you got to get out of here, and you got to get Zipper out of here too. He's got to stop pumping this pillow. <laughs> sorry, he's wadded up, and he's having fun. I Mr. Can't... President, I am so sorry. I know. Yeah, we're really sorry. Uh, please come in. Let me be clear. I only have one hour to record this episode. And so we need to start right now. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Greg, uh, Zipper, bye. Thank you so much. Uh, ben, um, can you start um, yeah. resetting up all the equipment? Because uh, now yeah, it's totally. been um, yeah. humped by the dog. Yeah, I'll clean that cum off that mic stand uh, for you, Mr. President. Thank you. Smells like courage. Yeah. Ha! Like a Scruff McGruff SVU. Mm. How about anal bud long receiver? <laughs> Homeward uh, bound up in chains. Homeward bound and gagged. <laughs> Milo and Otis. Eight nipple. Eight, like eight mile, but eight nipple. <laughs> Now, is that an aspiration that you have for? <laughs> eight, eight mile. <laughs> <laughs>
Is that an asp- Is that a project that you are? Uh, oh yeah. That you're shopping around town. Yeah, I got a, a script for that ready. You know, spec script for a you know sort of a up and coming dog rapper from the the slums, uh, and uh, he just trying to make his way into the rap game. It's it's a really beautiful thing. Mar- Tails Mar- up <laughs> for that one. Hotel, Marley- Hotel for dongs. Yeah. yeah. Hotel for dongs. Yeah. Yeah. Marley and Misa horny. 